This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the after show for Sons of Anarchy here at AfterBuzz TV. Oh my god, this episode was so sick! Yes, it was crazy! It was freaking awesome, guys. You're tuning in for Season 7, Episode 10, Faith and Despondency. Oh man, I'm Stephen Lemieux, and uh, I'm joined here today by not Kevin Undergaro, or Matt Lieberman, or Chris Lee Kennedy, but... <laughs> that is Massey, is here to fill in. Yeah, we, uh, we patched him in. <laughs> nice. We pa- like we patched Thaddeus in. Yes. So uh, I love this show. I've been watching every episode since it came out. I'm a huge fan, and it's we're like doing the after show for it since I haven't done an after show for. I love just watching the show. The show is the show is amazing. The writing is amazing. Blah blah blah. We can get into the episode, but you know, it's a tough show to do the after show for because when you're watching the episode, you just want to like sit there and watch. That's what I'm doing. You don't want to like take notes or anything. You yeah. just want to enjoy. It was hard for me. So, as you can tell, I have a bit of a cold, guys, so bear with me on that. But, man, this episode, I... So many times I was just screaming at the TV, like, <laughs> the scene has no point if we don't find out about Gemma! All right. And finally, the last scene, like, they're dragging it out. They're dragging it out. Yeah. It's got it's to cut to black on Abel and, and, and Jax. It's got to cut to black on... Uh, yeah. right. right. There he goes! Oh, my God! We were screaming at the freaking TV. <laughs> God, and I, and I, I mean, they set it up great. It was the last scene. It was the last shot. Now you see this perplexed look on Jackson's face, like, "What the? What the hell did he just say? Like, did he just say what I? Uh, no. You know, just like the logic of this kid and how he like can you know organize, orchestrate this whole situation. So let's 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 actually start from the beginning with Abel this season, or yeah. this not this season, this episode. Yeah. So the first thing with Abel is he's he's got this scratch on his eye, which. He says Tommy did, but I mean we're assuming it's self-inflicted at this point. As soon as I saw it, I was assuming it was self-inflicted. Well, I, I mean I was I didn't know it was self-inflicted. I thought it. I didn't know what he possibly. But I mean this kid, they have they watch this kid like twenty four seven. I know, right? Yeah, he's like the president's son, or well, he is the president's son. They, they watch him twenty four seven, but they don't give him any emotional support. Right, exactly. So he, he goes, he goes, and Jim is like, "What happened to your eye?" It was Tommy. I'll clip his nails. It's cool. So they take him to school. You know, Tommy didn't do that. It was like Tommy, like baby, yeah. scratch you that deep and hard. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I was thinking like he shut his head in the door or something. Right, I don't know. Right. So uh, they take him to school and. 
Courtney Love, who is cast for the sole reason of that we actually already hate her. Right. Um, she's lovably hateable. Super lovably hateable. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, she's the concerned teacher in this role. Like, what is that? And of course, Gemma didn't help things by, like, threatening to beat the crap out of her the right. last time she had an interaction with her. Right. So she takes him in, asks what happened to his eye, and like, this is a safe place. You can, you can tell us. And the next scene, we get Jack's getting a phone call. Hey, you gotta go down to, uh, the school. Right. Freaking Jack's. Have Gemma go. Right. Have such, at first he was like, have, who did he say? Have such and such go. It yeah, was he like said have else. Gemma go. And then he said have Gemma go. So he was like, he like, I think he presented like two options for somebody to go to the school and see what was going on besides himself going. He, dude, he doesn't want to be a dad. He don't want to be no dad this season. He wants to kill Lynn think, and kill Marks. Right. And kill a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, he's he's obsessed with vengeance, but at the same time, you know, he's has to, you know, he has to be a father. Yeah, I mean, you can't be absentee. You got to be there, be hands on. I mean, I think he he's besides the vengeance, he's thinking about everything that he does. It's like for the big picture for his, his son's future. Yeah, you know, like a dad. You know, that's what a dad is like. I'm gonna go out here and provide, but he's also on this. This this vengeance, this vengeance, this terror vengeance. Well, and stuff's happening. Like his life is exciting right now. Right. Like we got everything with the AB. We got everything with Unser. And like now is the time where he has to go and slow it down, be pedestrian again. I'm going to go see my son at school. Right. And it just makes to him. He's probably like, oh, this just makes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline me like week or whatever let's talk about the opening scene though the opening scene where everybody's having sex everybody's having sex everybody's having sex except for wendy well let's laying let's, in the bed wondering why she's not having sex let, let's <laughs> let's finish up abel real quick first okay. so abel uh take him to school finally jack shows up and we got Gemma in the thing and we see this one scene with abel going into the the, the bathroom and he like it, it, it felt so like that was very cryptic I was like, what the heck? And then how does he sneak the fork into his lunch pail? I don't even think he snuck it in. I think they just gave him a fork. Because like, gave him a fork, he has, like, the, he had a thermos? I think the thermos like, might have had, like, spaghetti or something. In it. I don't know. Like, you can eat. Oh, maybe so. Who knows? But, like, yeah. give him a plastic I mean, fork. it's a six-year-old. You think give him a fork would be, He's like, five. not that bad? Ba- okay, yeah, five. even six yet. <laughs> you can give him a fork. Right. I mean, I... I mean, you can give him a fork. So he goes in. It felt really. It felt a lot like the scene when Juice was putting together his shiv, where it was right. like so methodical. Like he t- he opens the door, locks it, puts it down. Yeah. Puts his ja- hangs his jacket. Yeah. Opens it, and yeah. then the next thing we know, they bring him in. Miss Harrison brings him in, and his arm, and it's just like it's like ripped up. It's like what? I could not do that it to was, myself it, at it, five. It was so funny because when Jackson was like. Who did this to you? I was immediately thinking, like, yeah, who did this to you? Look at a little kid. I'm going to kill him right now. <laughs> I'll offer him a little bastard did this to you. That's what I was thinking. If he had said Miss Harrison, Jacks probably would have pulled a gun and popped it right there. Right. No, but it's like, who did this to you? It's okay. You can tell him. Aunt Gemma. He said grandma. Grandma Gemma. He said grandma. grandma. He said grandma. Like, what? 
And then, of course, their reaction is like, oh, well, she wouldn't have done this to him, so, like, something must be wrong with him. Right. Oh, something's wrong with the kid whose mom was brutally murdered? Right. Like, fairly not too long ago? Well, they're assuming that, of course, obviously he's having some emotional, psychological issues based on the trauma that just happened, so they're like, okay, something's obviously wrong because we know Gemma didn't do this. Yeah, so Nero's the one who's like, oh, well, we need him to talk to somebody, and then Gemma's like, he doesn't need to talk to anyone, of course, when he's like... I think he needs to talk to somebody. Right, it's kind of like common sense, but she's obviously trying to protect herself from... Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to protect herself, and he's just trying to not get his son get Wolverine, Wolverine <laughs> down the wrist or something. That's his Halloween costume that's this what, year. That's what it looked like, too. It was like... Damn. Like fangs. So, uh, we get the scene after Gemma... They say that Gemma can't be alone with Abel anymore, which is devastating to her, because it's such a, such a turnaround for Wendy, which this is Wendy's kind of... Saving Grace from last week yeah. when she saw the the drugs and decided not to partake in the drugs. Yeah, this is the benefit of that, and I think that's where she's realizing that. Like if she had gone, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Sorry, guys. Ginger ale helps when you're sick. Um, so the saving grace is now that she's going to be more involved in in Abel. And when we're uh, we're sitting down with Jax here, this final scene that it, it felt like it was one. Like it's weird that they go, they were going so long with this one scene. Yeah, and you're like, okay, something's got to happen. Yeah, and then I'm just like, and then he's like, I was waiting for them to start shooting. This house start getting shot up or something. Yeah, I like, was like well, something's what's gonna something happen? bad has to something, happen. Something's gonna happen. And then when she when he starts like bringing it up to Abel, he's like, so Abel. You know how you have your real mommy? <laughs> your first mommy. And you didn't come out of the tummy of your first mommy. Right. But you came out of the tummy from some other mommy somewhere. Right. She's that other mommy. <laughs> and she loves you. And we're just sitting there like, why are you telling this kid this right now? It's like the worst time. I mean, I think it, I think it's important for him to understand that he does have, because, you know, he brought it, he did bring it around. He, yeah, to know, people loving like, him and things exactly. like that. Exactly. So, I, you know, I think he feels like, okay, his mom is dead, and he doesn't have, maybe, doesn't have the love and support that he yearns for. So he's like, look, this is the woman that you actually came by. This is your mommy right here, and she loves you. I love you. Like, everybody loves you. There's so many people that care about you. Because he has no idea why. I mean, he knows it has a lot to do with the state of affairs that's going on around yeah. Sam Crow and everything. But he, you know, as a, you know, getting into the mind and psyche of a child is a whole other thing. And the best thing to do is you think, well, just to let the kid know is he's loved as much as possible in order to quell some of this nonsense that's going on because it's obviously trickling down and affecting him. You know, like, I don't think Jack uh Jack saw when he was had Tommy uh up in that that shed or that room and he had the hammer and he was like yeah, right. trying to protect me and they trying to get to me and Tommy like the kid obviously has some issues right so or did Jackson did he see that he, he did see that he did see that yeah. yeah so obviously there's some stuff going on with this kid emotionally um and it's good that you know he needs to learn he's 5 years old He'll go, he'll, you know, he'll grow older and go into middle school and all that, knowing his mom and know his mom would have been there for him. And she was actually there for him. He developed a relationship with her before yeah. it was told. So it's not, I mean, it, just to me watching the scene, yeah. that, the way it panned out was better. 
Like that right. it came full circle to the like this is how many people love you. But just starting with that, I was like It was weird. Why are we why are we talking about your new mommy <laughs> right. when you're like having all these emotional issues? Right. Let's just let's just dump some more stuff on that. Yeah. But I guess it was going back to when he was three, like talking to him about it then a little bit. Yeah. So we get him it's like, Oh I'll uh I'll come tuck you in, you go to bed. And when he said, I'll come tuck you in in a minute, I'm like, we're going to find out. Right. If he goes in that room, we're going to find out. We have Wendy breaking down because she's just not ready for this at all because it's finally paying off her sobriety and everything. Because yeah. yeah. she never went to rehab. We still got to realize she that. She went to rehab for like two days and then came back. Maybe six days and then okay. came back okay. because Tara was murdered. I would be afraid to send the kid to the bed by himself after he was doing stuff to himself. I know, right? I, I was like, you're going to send the kid to tell him to go tuck himself in? How do you know he's not going to do something else to himself when he's in the room? Because they know he was doing it to get back at Gemma for something. They don't know why. Well, no, they don't know that. They think he's there's something wrong with him emotionally or psychologically. Because it's like it doesn't make sense. Well, like, Gemma obviously loves the kids as much. Like everything, and that's the irony of this whole scenario: how everything is backfired on Gemma, like it always does. Yeah, and everything that she's worked for to try to keep her family together is still being ripped from her. Yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. But Jax does say to her, "It's like he must be angry at you for something. He knew this would get you in trouble." Yeah, because so, he knows he's a, he's a smart kid. Abel's a smart yeah. kid, so it's not like he he knew this would get. Yeah, he's right. He knew it would get her in trouble, and so he has to like get down to the bottom of it. And obviously, he's gonna get down to the bottom of it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so we get the scene with Jax, Abel, Abel, me and Thaddeus center seats like this, right? And it's like Abel's like, okay, good night, and then the dad walks away, and finally we get that. Wait, Daddy, and we're like. Right. <laughs> Daddy? Did Grandma kill first mommy because she wanted, wanted me to be with, with second mommy? Or did she kill second mommy so I could be with my first mommy? Oh, yeah, mommy? that's right. Did she yeah. kill second mommy did so I could me? be more with first mommy? Right. <laughs> right. Mind blown. Right. And we're just like, ah! That's what's really funny. I think... You know, this whole thing with what has gone down with August Marks and how they were able to set that crew up and, you know, actually overcome that. I expected them to overcome this crew some kind of way, uh, and it finally came to fruition and they were finally able to rid themselves of that faction, although August Marks is not out yet and we're going to see what happens with that, maybe next week or the week after or whatever. But the Suns inevitably have to implode from within. Yeah, they're, they're, they can't be beaten from the outside. It has to be an inside source that actually destroys them. From they have to destroy themselves. It's the it's the civil war caused by the killing of jury. Well, that's only part of it. It's the I hung mean, jury. You, you got to remember the hung jury, <laughs> the shot jury. Um, you got to remember. I do get the yeah, yeah. pun. <laughs> um, so, but, but I mean, you know, this thing with with that's going to be part of it. Everything that happened with Jury, and then of course everything that's gonna uh, that's gonna transpire with Gemma as a result of Abel dropping this bomb and him investigating. We see uh, scenes from next week or the following weeks where if you guys Jax, don't watch the scenes, right. um, just tune out for like ten seconds. Right. Spoiler alert: that so Jackson's gonna actually meet with Unser, and Unser's gonna say, "Look, that guy was actually not even in town 
But oh, to Unser, that's just her pointing him out. But to Jax, that's she pointed him out, said it was him, yes. and then watched as they tortured him and put salt on the wounds and killed him and then stabbed a fork in him. He's done. So, like, right. that's to Jax, that's going to be like, it's got to be the nail in the coffin on his any doubt of but whether you, that's what happened. But you got to remember, everything that he set up business wise was compromised based on this lie. Yeah. Everything. Everything that he was setting up to take them into out of a legitimate, guns. To, to put them in a legitimate situation, which would solidify their future as a club, which will solidify his family and his son's future as being maybe having some kind of future uh, empire or whatever that was all legitimate and setting them up on a, a stable future or a potential empire of some sort based on whatever was going on with the business that they had was all jeopardized because Jackson went on this terror vengeance based on this lie. This one lie because Gemma is so insecure and it's like, dude, well she wants to he wants to leave. You already know he has a he has a good wife. It's his high school sweetheart. She's a mother of his child. She's taking care of his other child that's not even hers. And she's a freaking doctor on top of that. Why the hell would you think that she's gonna turn Jackson over when her and Jackson are thick as thieves just because you don't know everything? Dummy. She's crazy. Gemma, she's you're dummy. Crazy. You're a dummy, Gemma. Um so let's talk about uh, the A B and Eggly and this whole uh, yes this whole craziness that builds up to what happens with Mark. So we're going to yeah. talk about the A B, then we're going to talk about Marks and what they do with Tyler. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about how that comes to fruition. Yeah. Um. So the A B Jax meets with them. It turns out we got this new guy, uh, not Leland, but um, Otis. Yeah. Otis, who uh, who Tully sets him up with. Tully says that he's from. Another area prison. He's kind of like he's new school. He's the new school Aryan brother brotherhood, right. where he's not like Leland, who's such, just like a oh, inbred cool. white trash piece of crap. Right, is how they put it. Right. Um. So Jax meets up with him, walks up, and Otis is kind of like, "Yeah, how's it going, man?" Otis is like, "Cool." Right. Like he's as like, as no, cool as like an brother. He's, he's, not like, he's not like tightly wound at all. Yeah. Like, the other guys all like are like. Like they're, they're like a wound real tight. This guy is like more laid back. Yeah. More. I don't know. It seems like he's more like Tully. Yeah, he's more like Tully. He seems like he puts business before anything else. Before the bullshit. Yeah. yeah so we get we get uh we get Jax asks like where's Leland? They're like oh Leland's late. So because Otis doesn't know at this point. So they go up and we'll see the other guys that were on, that had Leland's back and. One talks to Tig about having sex with Venus, which we all know from the first of this episode is very true. Right. Um, and Tig is just so, like, not there. That was one of the guys that they got a fight with before, I think, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. So Tig is like, uh, Jax holds him back, and Otis is like, no, you can do it today. Otis, just don't give a... Right. Like, and yeah. Tig walks up and is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like if you did that, we'd shoot you in the dick. Pulls out his gun and shoots the guy in yeah, the dick. he shoots him right in his... His private area. So one of the Aryan Brotherhood pulls a gun, and everyone has their they guns all, out. They all drew their guns. But when they step on the guy with his dick shot, Butters, you never shoot somebody in the dick. Sorry, South Park reference. Um, <laughs> a guy pulls a gun on Otis, and Jack blow, Jax blows his head off. Yeah. And that's the end of that guy. Yeah. And then Jack says, do it, kills the guy on the ground. Tig knocks him out. Like, Tig's fine with that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Otis was like, whatever about it, too. What they find out, though, is that Leland was heading to the hospital to take care of Eggly, all, all a Joker, Heath Ledger style. Yeah. And uh, so they, they run out. They're calling, they call Rat because they, they want to 
get there before they kill Egley. Because yeah. it was interesting what they said, though, is because what Leland had in his mind was that Jax had instructed Egley to rat out Leland so Tully would get rid of Leland. Got you. So, like, they came up with this paranoid story that instead of Egley just saying it was some guys with Nazis ink, they don't know who it is. To say it was the AB. To say that it was the AB, that right. it was Leland in general, and that would be Tully's excuse to get rid of Leland and bring in his guy Otis. Got you. So I don't know, what's interesting about this is I don't know if that's actually how Tully pitched it to Leland, is that you got heat right now because that cop pointed you out. I got to bring in my guy. Right. So I think we might find something else out there with be, between how Otis got in there, but we might not no, just because he's, so. yeah, yeah, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. So. Leland's dead. Doesn't matter. So it goes in the hospital. We get this really like uh, cliche hospital scene where people are like trying to get into the room. So he finally gets in the room. The shower's running. Shower's walks running, in, which is cliche. And too. we're just we're, yeah, we're just thinking like. Somebody's going to be in the room, but we don't know what's going on, but yeah. the shower is running, so I was like, maybe she's there, or maybe she's expecting him. Right. Our boy Unser! <laughs> Our boy Wayne Unser. Damn! To rescue. With a freaking... That wasn't cliche, because I don't think anybody was expecting that. A little scuffle Cold with 45. Wayne. 45! <laughs> yeah, he had the snub nose revolver. Yeah. Yeah, he got Leland, had a little, you know, he almost lost the scuffle, but he won, and he, you know, he got, he's got his shots off first. I was so worried during this scene, they played this one right, because yeah. I was worried, and I was like, Unser's the only one trying to find out Gem- find out about Gemma. He's the only one, aside from Jerry, who's like, kind of digmatized yeah. by, t- by uh, Chibs. Chibs. Yeah. Only trying to find out about Gemma. He better not just get Get killed in this damn shower by no, freaking no Leland. If Wayne gets killed by Leland, that'll be that'll be horrible. I've been bad writing if they would have done that. I would have been like, okay, we need another season if that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we shoot some thrice in the chest. We get Jack shows up, and it's actually really we get this interesting scene between Unser and Jacks, where Unser tells Jacks like, "I've shot my gun twelve times, right, and I've killed nobody out right. of all the years he's in the force. Two people. He's two, only he's yeah. only injured two people in all the years that he was a, a cop. So he's he a pretty bad shot." And and it's just like, this is the state of things. Like, I'm not even working as a cop, and I had to kill somebody on duty. Right. Because... This is how bad it is around here right because now. Because of what you did, or because of what you did as a result of Gemma's lie. Yes. God, everything is just going to hell because of this, the, the season finale of last season. Yeah. Oh, man, Kurt Sutter, you prick. <laughs> I mean, it's a great show. I'm just G. like, ah. He's a great writer. I love Kurt. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so a social experience. I love it. So, mean, meanwhile, with Rat Boy, we have, um, he calls him, so Rat's with uh, T.O. Yeah. from, from the, the Bastards. Well, this is after Moses puts the clamps on uh, Tyler. Yeah, oh, you're so, right. Let's so, talk about so, that. Yeah, let's talk about that because... Uh, since August is locked up, it's up to Moses to like you know shot, call the shots in the street now, right? To see to make moves and find out what's up. They need this leverage. They have to find the the preacher's wife and her son. So they pick Tyler up, and Tyler tries to avoid the situation as best he can. But Moses is not going for the okie doke. I'm He's, so surprised Moses wasn't suspicious. I mean, it seemed like he was a little bit suspicious. Well, no, he already knows that they're tight because here's the thing: the only reason that they're having this issue is because uh, goes back to Jacks going off the grid and doing his thing because of this whole thing with Tara, right? So he knows that they already do business. Yeah, or he knows that they go back. Because they have solid business, but he doesn't know that Tyler 
is is part of the is part of the conspiracy get, against Marx. Right. He yeah, he doesn't know that. that. Right. And I'm surprised that he's not suspicious of that at this point. But it seems like he might have a little bit of an inkling, and that's why he's like, "No, you're coming with us." Well, here's the thing: they traditionally have never been in bed even though they've done business they haven't been they're like in bed together now you know before it was just more of like a business arrangement now it's like they're in bed together and your interests are our interests so we've got to actually take it above business above and beyond business and it gets a little personal at this point so now he's kind of suspicious but he doesn't have any real reason to think that tyler might well he might have some reason that's why he's like you come with me i think he's just playing it safe he's like i'm not sure What's going on? So Moses is like, well, you're going to come with me and you're going to prove that you haven't stepped beyond business into some kind of personal bonding with, yeah. with, with, with the sons. We know you guys go way back on business and everything has been cool and solid. And you guys have always had each other's backs because you've always had business interests. But maybe, just maybe, you've taken it beyond that at this point. But just to play it safe, you're going to ride with us, and you're going to prove it that and you're, you're gonna not. Prove it. So we, uh, so we get this crazy, crazy thing with Tyler, and like yes. it, it sucks because I know he said we'd have Mo McCray in here this week, which the actor who plays Tyler. Yeah. But he booked a role on another show, and he's filming in Detroit today. He had to fly out. Oh, okay. Like, that yeah he books. he's a good he's a good actor he's great yeah. yeah especially in this scene like it really yeah he looked like he was gonna wet himself because like it's just he's like he's playing so it was he's, so on the edge yeah he's like dude they're gonna find i'm thinking like is he gonna turn around they're gonna shoot him in the back of the head yeah. is that like what i'm so like, i was, was so worried for yeah. him and the fact that he's still alive after this episode, I'm just I, like... Damn. I was still worried after everything went down. That's yeah. That's what happened with, when they got rat, rat I thought Rat was just going to pull it and shoot I, him. I, I thought something was going to happen. I was like, oh, dude, they're gonna, is it coming going to happen with Tyler? Because he's like the, the, the sore thumb. Even even uh, T.O. like blends with the guys, you know. But Tyler is like on some whole street homie type. Yeah, right? Like, vibe. But, you know, they're all cool. So I'm, I'm glad it worked out. So we get this, we get this kind of cool... Um, not cool, but terrifying scene where they t- they they kidnap the yeah. bath, they kidnap Tio and Rat, yeah. bring him the same room Bobby was in, that yes. same damn table, yes. two chairs, tie him up, a grapefruit spoon. God, they beat the crap out of him before they even bring the grapefruit spoon yeah. out. And like, <laughs> even Tio was like, Jesus, it's like Christ. damn, it's like shit, <laughs> like he's spitting up blood, like they're really beating our ass. <laughs> And this is a grown ass, grown ass man. I'm sure he's been in some scuffles in his time. He's like, we're really getting our ass right now. <laughs> like, it's like shit. I mean, there's a difference between like fighting someone, taking a few hits, and yeah. then being tied to a chair and just having your just face beat the crap him. out of you. Same spot too. Just just working, um, just working them. So we get a, uh, we get finally the, he brings out the grapefruit spoon and Tio breaks after making a nod with Tyler in the back, and we're yeah. like. Okay, so he kind of understands what's going on, but what are they going to do? Because I don't think this was part of the plan. Right. So he's they like, I'll, "Improvise." I'll give you, I'll give you the address, of the cabin. Um, so he writes it down, gives it to them, and then they go. And before they will let them go, uh, Moses wants to go out there himself and see to it that the mother and son get a talking to. So now, now, what's funny is if you think back, that means they had to have this really orchestrated and planned all the way from like, did they expect? Did, Tyler, did they expect Moses to go and talk to Tyler? They must have expected that. So the plan... They, they must have had, like... They were, like, three or four steps ahead already. So the plan, I think, was already in the works with Tyler being the one to tell them where the cabin is. Okay. I think that's always been in the works, and I think the bastards knew that, and I think Rat knew that, and things like that. Right. So I think when they took... 
when they took Rat and they took T.O., yeah. mm-hmm. when Tyler made the eye contact and like gave a nod to T.O., it meant the plan was still on. Right. As opposed to things are off because of what happened. Right, it right. was just the difference between Tyler had to roll with it because otherwise... He wasn't expecting for them to take him with them. Yeah, Tyler but, was probably going to make some calls. Basically, he already knew. He was just going to call Moses and tell him where the cabin was right. because they took him with him. The plan had to unfold. He had to find out where the cabin was another way. Right. And this just happened to work out... That way. Surprisingly well in yeah. a Breaking Bad-esque style yeah. scene where I was so happy the way it played out. Yeah. I was like... I was giddy once I realized that it was the house that the A B were at. Yeah, I was yeah. like I was like, where is that? Where are they taking him? I like, noticed that too. Stephen was like, Oh shit, that's the A B's house. <laughs> I was like, Oh it is, huh? I was, I was like, like, Oh, it's over with these guys. Yeah, it's yeah. like they, they roll up, the house is oh, the house is empty. Yeah. I see that like cellar door there and I yeah. see the R V. They knock they hear a cell phone from the R B, they open it, explodes, that kills had, like two guys. Dude, that had setups all written all was written all I know, I was it. like this this guy was in the military, like ex black ops and paramilitary, blah blah blah, this and this and that. Well, he, the first uh, sniffed that out. The I, first clue is that it wasn't a freaking cabin. Well, yeah. I mean, true. the second clue is that it wasn't a freaking cabin, and it wasn't even in the woods, really. Right. Well, I guess it was well, in the wooded area. The woods. I don't know. So they get it was. A, it wasn't a remote location. They're sweeping the yeah. area, and then suddenly. Boom, the bomb goes off, and the confusion, happy, jacks, everybody. Comes out of the woodworks. Freaking Tig and Chibs come out of the, the cellar, the AP's the there. House, off of the top of the house, off the, they came from the, they came from the woods, they came from the, the, the roof of the house, from the top, and they came from the, uh, the cellar. Everywhere. It was yeah. a complete ambush. It yeah. was just like when they chased down those guys that the bastards were looking for and just gunned them all down. Yeah, yeah. Same way, Jack shoots Moses in the leg to put him down first. They yeah. can just spray above, kill everyone. Moses is left standing. Which is poetic justice that he was the last one. At the same time, the way that they were chopping those guys down, I'm surprised that Moses did end up dead as well. Cause no, that's just, what I'm saying. They Jack shot him in the leg so he'd fall yeah. before they started mowing everybody down. That way he wouldn't get caught in the crossfire. Oh, so he was he was already on the ground. That's why it shows him like get shot in the leg by Jax. Gotcha. So they okay. wanted to save him for last. Right. Jax don't need no grapefruit spoon. I was surprised that eyeballs I, a finger food for Jax. Dude, I thought he was going to use his knife because you know he yeah. used that knife. I thought he was going to cut it, cut it out with a knife. But he didn't he, even cut it out. He used his finger. He didn't even pull it out. He just like left it hanging. Gangs in New York style. <laughs> like, he straight like used. Ugh. That was convincing portrayal by Mo, the actor who plays Moses. What's his name? Moses is Matthew St. Patrick. Yeah, good actor. Very good portrayal. The screams were real. Oh my god. Yeah, he's a good actor. Haunting. Yeah, and then they cut his fingers off. Happy's carrying a finger around with him forevermore now. Of course. And uh, then they put a bull in his head. Yes. Because they just cleaned up basically all the enforcers for yes. for Marks. Happy is also happens to be a Hell's Angel uh, member. Really? Yeah. He's that doesn't surprise me. We saw his ink when he took his shirt off at the be- or had his shirt off at the beginning. Yeah. That dude's covered. Yeah, he is. I don't think any of that's fake. Uh, probably. I'm sure some of it. Probably some of it for the show. Some but of it might be, and some of it probably is, is real. Yeah. Yeah. Guy's crazy. Um, so after the whole cleanup, Rat's good. Um, T.O.'s good. I think he should have tortured him more. 
I didn't like it. He tortured him like he should have. They cut the fingers off. And then he just went ahead and put him out of his misery. Guys, don't get on the bad side of Thaddeus. He's like, they should do more to him. They should keep him alive for a few days. They should put salt on him. Something. Oh, vinegar. Salt and vinegar. I don't know. They should have done, I don't know. Make him listen to Rush Limbaugh for a few days. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they did have a joke. They had a joke. And well, we got a pile of dead black guys over there. It's like, <laughs> what was the LAPD here? That was funny. And actually, T.O. said that. Yeah, that right? was just really hilarious. LAPD, you guys need to clean up your act. The fact that they can make a joke like that and it actually makes sense is terrible. That is horrible. Like it's really, it's really frightening that that actually connects with so many people because we live in LA. And we yeah, get it. That's that's sad. That's, that's a sad telling of. You know, there usually is some truth to every joke, usually for it to even be funny. The fact that you can even joke and say something like that and it connects, be a, be a resonance of, yeah, a connection. You're like, wow. That's messed up. You know, there's a pile of black guys back there. Oh, is the LAPD here? <laughs> like, wow. Like, yeah. wow. If you don't get the joke. Um, they get it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the show, you probably get it. Um, so real quick, guys, I do want to talk about iTunes. I need you guys to do me a favor because the only way we can really see your impact on our show and they take your commentary and what really helps us out here, keep the lights on. Help us out by going to iTunes, rating, subscribing us, giving us five stars, five stars, and leaving us a comment. Um, give us the number of stars that Bobby used to have on his right hand. Oh, what, too soon? That's horrible. Too soon? Yeah. Um, One more and episode. Leave us a comment, because if you leave us a comment, we give you a nice little shout-out here. I'm going to give you guys a shout-out for, let's see, today is the 11th, so anything after the 4th. Uh, good addition to the show uh, by WRX Tuner 324 I only just found this podcast, which is too bad. I did, however, go back into Season 6 to listen to all the episodes until present to hear the different opinions. The show is usually pretty good with some cool insights. Mostly it's an episode recap. One of the hosts of the show, who I don't think is a regular, gets a little crazy with his digging for signs on the show. Shout out to Michael August, but we love you, Michael. <laughs> um, like all the nonsense about cigarette brands and the character name for the sheriff, again, it's it's still cool to look into that stuff, and I do yeah. have a few catches this week. That really, actually, were really cool. Sometimes it feels like he's digging... Okay, come on, get past that. Pretty good podcast. I'm sad the show's ending, and with it, the podcast. I do wish the podcast episodes were longer. 45 minutes isn't really enough to discuss episodes that have been running 90-plus minutes. Yeah. Um, must listen to podcasts by Under the Dome Podcast. Excellent analysis and insights by all the hosts. Great catches. Kevin Onagaro brings so much passion and behind-the-scenes knowledge. Matt Lieberman is a riot. Love his work on all the shows, especially this one. And then uh, I got we got another comment, but uh, it's very long, and I'm not going to read it. Okay. <laughs> and if you guys want to give some comments, call in, ask us any questions, or give your guys input and like talk with us, you guys can give us a call here four two four two five six seventeen twenty nine four two four two five six seventeen twenty nine. All right, so. <laughs> I'll go ahead and knock out those catches right now because I just uh, I mentioned it. Yeah. So Mike August, I won't do all of them, but the ones that I think are actually kind of cool is uh, the Emily Jane Bronte book that uh, Juice got in prison. Um, the episode title actually comes from a name of a poem of a Bronte poem. Yeah. The the what is it? Faith and despondency. Yeah. Um, the movie that they're watching with Unser and Egley is Wuthering Heights, which is a novel written by Bronte. Yeah. And Great let's movie see. Too. Is it? I haven't seen it. It was with, uh, uh, was it a Lawrence Olivier and Olivia de Havilland back in the day, the original? Damn, I gotta look this up. This is horrible. Oh, well, that's pretty much what I want to mention. I thought that was cool. It's good little behind the scenes knowledge right there. Um, 
Yeah, Lawrence Olivier, Olivier de Havilland, Mora Oberon. Yep. That's so right. let's get into. God, man, that scene was crazy. The whole AB scene. I can't get over it. <laughs> let's talk about Juice and Tully. Let's. So, Juice, we see at the beginning of this episode, is uh, getting a little booty call here. Uh-huh. If you can call it that. Maybe Tully's getting the booty call and Juice is just getting the short end of the stick. Uh, Tully's kind of raping him in the bottom at the is very he? beginning of the episode, and Juice is kind of dead in the eyes. No, it was, it was, I think it was consensual. I don't think it was rape. <laughs> <laughs> Would he prefer, did he prefer it? I don't think so, but, you know, he was laying there. Willingly, so it's it's prison consent. It's part of his. It's part of his uh, retribution. Yeah, God. Part of his. Uh, what do you call it? When you have to penance. Oh, his penance. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like the the self flag flogging. Yeah, like the people do to themselves. Like the fact that he's not fighting back because he's he still thinks there's a chance he'll kill Lynn. He doesn't know that people are thinking of other things like who actually killed. Tara. Right. So he's got this shift. So at this point, I'm thinking, like, he could kill Tully if he really wanted to. No, he can't do that. He knows he can't kill Tully. Because Tully is a factor in the plans of what's going on. No, yeah. I'm saying, but all of that aside, he could kill Tully. Well, if he gets tired of getting getting it up the butt, butt, and he's like, forget this. I don't care about being part of the, the, you know, the MC anymore, then yeah, he might do that. But right now, he seems to be cool, just being a. So they give him, they give lover. him the poem book, and I was funny because they give him that package, and I'm like, man, I thought there was like lube in the package or something. And sure enough, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that little Vaseline, a little, little, little uh, cocaine, little coke, and uh, like, so yeah, so you don't feel it. At least uh, Jackson sent him some coke, so he doesn't, so he doesn't oh feel it as much. God. So yeah, take a couple of little bumps, and then uh, you'll be okay. Freaking juicy, man! The fact that he's still alive. And just in this situation, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but the kind of guy he is, he, you, you, you're, it makes sense that he would end up in this type of situation. Well, they foreshadowed it with him putting the flashlight up his ass. Yeah, I guess so. Like with the, oh, like, oh, let's talk about prison cliches. Right. And butt stuff. Right. Yeah. So Juice is not in a good place. Tig and Venus are in an interesting place. We get a freaking yeah. hell of a scene from Kim. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So we see them in the beginning with uh, Tig having sex with Venus. Yeah. But then when he go, he like he's leaving, and like he sees Venus with facial hair. It's like he doesn't say anything, but he's just kind of like very distant and like. Do you think he was? I thought he was just like it was almost like he was just going off to work, like a regular day at work. He was just very like. Because maybe he head in the clouds kind of feel. Maybe he doesn't spend the night. Maybe he just goes over at night, does his thing, and then bounces. And maybe, maybe this is the first time he spent the night? Yeah, maybe he kind of, maybe he spent the night that night, and it's like the reality. So Venus's, uh, Venus's in, uh, interpretation of that is that he's embarrassed because he's got the facial hair. Because they wouldn't have made it a point for him to scratch the stubble. Well, here's the thing. When someone spends the night and the person goes off like it's their, like they're going to work, it, it kind of was like more resonant of what it's like to actually be in a relationship with somebody. Which yeah. is why guys don't spend the night ladies when they go home after, you know, they go home the same night kind of thing. So now he's kind of thinking it's going to make him think like, okay, could this actually be a relationship? Could this be something that... For Tiggy? For Tig, would, would I... Would Tig take me seriously in a relationship? 
I think I've already fallen for this guy. And now is this something that is viable for us with the kind of life that he lives and the kind of person he is? So it's a lot of things going through this guy's head right now. Yeah. A lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. He's the realization in the daylight, no makeup, just like you said, he has no makeup on, and it's, the sun is out. You just look in the mirror and like this, would this be some kind of life? Not a nighttime, come on, what do you call thing? Like, like what uh, Venus says in the end, it's like you're trying to live outside the box. You uphold this appearance of being a weird dude. And this upholds that, yeah. Yeah. So we get this scene where Venus talks about how he's falling for Tig, and Tig's like, wow, I don't know how to respond to that. Right. And then he's like, you know everything about me. Like, he kind of, like, comes... It's the very first time we've seen Tig actually, like, open with his feelings in a way. Yeah. Which, leave it to Kurt writing his character this way to be the weirdest character ever with the weirdest situation. Yeah. I mean... Not just him, not that he's, not that him dating a transsexual is weird, it's just the whole situation around it, and that Venus was, like, an escort, and, like, yeah. their whole history with the club and everything, they... Well, here's the thing. The fact to, that they have pictures of that kid, like, right. getting a hand, getting a blowjob from Venus, like, for right. black men, like, it's a weird history with yeah. this guy. But it's almost like they're partners in crime to a certain degree, because mm-hmm. they have such a great history, like... They're, you know, they have, uh, they see eye to eye, so to speak. They're like, uh, they're like, uh, two sides of the same piece of paper kind of thing. They are just, uh, they kind of, they kind of just really mesh. And the fact that Venus knows everything about Tig and accepts him for who he is, it speaks volumes about, where their relationship really is. You know, oftentimes you develop something based on this fast life that they're living and you don't really get a chance to reflect on it. Now what's going on, they've had an opportunity to reflect on it and now you're realizing that you develop these emotions or whatever. So Tig is like, well, he doesn't have anybody else that really knows him for him. Even his, even his crew knows him a certain kind of way. And they make fun of him for it. Yeah. Venus knows loves and accepts him for everything that he is because he knows intimate things about him obviously even beyond a physical nature just how he's constructed and structured like psychologically and emotionally and tig basically replies that he's down for that right like he's like put on your dress we're going out tonight in public Right. Me and you together. So, People can see us for who we are. I think also the fact that the guy from the AB called him out and he he had a he stood up to the dude and shot him in the dick was like <laughs> was like him protecting his like it wasn't like he was protecting the pride and honor. Yeah, it, it wasn't so much him like it it, it it wasn't even like it was like, oh, such and such called me a name, or it was. It wasn't like it was insulting to him. It was insulting it was, to Venus. Exactly. It was more like, don't talk about my girl like that. Yeah. Don't disrespect what I have over here. Not about me, but about the person that I have feelings for. And that's why he did it. And yeah. that's why I think he he it, it was like this realization for himself also. Like, well, I'm already there, kind of thing. Whereas I think Venus, obviously, they hadn't even you know, had this conversation before. They haven't talked about it, but now that they've talked it out and she's expressed herself, she didn't express or he expressed himself, whatever, to to actually for him to reciprocate those feelings. So I think it was surprising it took 
took her by surprise that he would actually even like reciprocate the same thing. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that this is like laying groundwork for like the the final montage of the series and seeing him and her get married. Like that's kind of what I see coming out of this is maybe Tick surviving. I don't know. They're laying their the marriage. I think maybe well, not like marriage, but them partner. They're, they'll probably just. I don't even see take them together. Take them type. together at the very right, end of the right, series. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, there you sure, go. For sure. Um, moving on to Chibs and Jerry. Chibs She's and crazy. Jerry. Now you want to talk about a crazy broad? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be worth it? Would you stick with a girl like that? Like that? No. No. Definitely not. Not even for a few weeks. <sighs> No. I'd keep with it for a few weeks. For a few weeks? Maybe like a week or two. That chick would have knocked you out in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably have a couple of missing teeth. I would definitely not. No. She's she's not balanced. And what's so funny is the thing I like about the fact that her character is the way it is, played by Annabeth Gish, who's amazing, is that it goes to show that you're dealing with people, even though they're on this side of the law, it's like, you know, even Chibs was like, well, I'm a criminal there's no black and white in this show. You're right. There is this all gray. I mean, there's the Aryan Brotherhood and there's the Niner, but like, there's no black and white right. with the character development. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, even Unser. Even Unser. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, where do the, where where are the lines drawn? Obviously, she's not. I mean, even go back totally, to Roosevelt. A totally goody two shoe cop. She's Roosevelt. On the take. Was, she's she's banging one of the guys who's always under investigation. So and he basically lays that out for her. He's right. like, look, I'm not going to make the decision for you. Right. You're a cop. I'm not going to know your shit. Right. I'm a freaking criminal. You're not going to know You're not going to know mine. I'm not going to tell you. But where are you at? It's up to you if you want to decide. You know, because basically she's the one that's putting it out there. I don't and know he, why And she's... she put it out there last episode. Yeah. And he went with it. Yeah. He he said that he's down. He said he's all in. He banged around the hood of the car. Right? Go in chips. front of the club member. What's the dude's name? The big guy with the long hair? Was it? And the... Q? I can't remember his name. Uh, it's not, he hardly ever says anything. Quinn. He's Quinn. Quiet. Quinn. Quinn. Okay. Um, and uh, so it's like this is like this is basically him doing the same to her. Like, look, I'm leaving. Yeah. Unless you want me. And then she says she wants him. So now we have their relationship moving to the next kind of state of they're both in it yeah. through being the, going Ray Rice on each other. What is that about though? Like, I get the I get. <laughs> I get it, you know, how the conflict... I think it's the interest. conflict between between who they are. I think it's like laying it down. It's like, you're a cop. I'm a criminal. Like, puts it in that in that zone. Yeah. And I think she hates that he's wrong and or that he's right and that kind of thing. And I think it just started. I mean, they've done some crazy stuff. It's not outside their own possibilities. But there's a, there is this line between being righteous and being... I don't know, uh, just just straddling those areas of... And being freaking insane. Yeah, because, there, I mean, even think about it, there's a level of justice even within the crew of Sam, you know, Sam crew, even though they're considered outlaws or whatever, there's a there's a level of justice in how they just, you know, uh, disseminate uh, disciplinary action and all those other, other things. So you used to have the same thing on the other side but it's like oh okay all the bad that we do is actually towards a greater good or so that's what they would like to think being law enforcement but the reality is she does things that in all the cops have done things that are not necessarily goody two shoeish yeah so they both straddle the lines on both sides so moving on to rat and brook and rats cheating on brook 
I didn't like that. You know, you liked him being like him having his girl and just kind of. Well, I mean, remember when Gemma told him, like, don't be a dick to him. Yeah. And it's like you have this new relationship. You have a girl that's even she told you that she's crazy. Like she's like, I'm bipolar. You know that she might do something. She was like, she's going to kill him. I hope she doesn't find out that he's he's messing around. They wouldn't have done that if she wasn't going to find out that is. She's going to find out she's going to kill him. You think so? She's going to fuck. She's going to put a knife to his throat. I don't know if she's gonna kill him. I don't think she'll kill him. She might hurt him real bad. She might. He. She might. She might come close to ending him. But I don't know. Yeah, it's that's that's crazy. But he's an idiot to to mess around. I think he's stupid to like mess around. Like I think he's feeling himself a little bit. Like yeah, I'm an important part of this crew. Everybody's you know. There's only four or five of us. <laughs> so you know. All right. So I have to discuss something with you, Thaddeus. Let's yeah. see what you think. I'm actually, actually, I'm not going to say my opinion. I'm just going to read this to you and see what you think, guys. Because they don't know who the rat is still. Nobody knows who the rat is. You know? Well, it can't be rat. (laughs) Well, at this point, you'd hope not, right? Okay, so this is a message from Michael August, and this is why he thinks Jerry is the rat. I think Jerry is the rat. Pope told Jax that he had police officers on his payroll namely out of Oakland, and Jerry came from San from uh, San Jose County. Um, she got herself close to the club through Chibs, and think of the position this puts Chibs in with the MC when Jax finds out that she's the rat. Remember when the pair were wrapped in red towels in the hotel room? I feel that will prove to be symbolic. Um, Chibs is smitten and under her... Chibs is not smitten and under her control, but... Um, Chibs is smitten. It's another consequence. under her control, though. Yeah. It's smitten. another consequence of Gemma killing Tara because Roosevelt would still be alive and not out of the picture for Jerry to take over as sheriff. And Sutter could have, be having fun with her name as as Rat as one of the most famous mice comes from Tom and Jerry. We shall see what happens. Uh, Kevin mm. agrees with this theory. thinks that because she's from up north where, where uh, August has his... Uh, his his paid off his paid off cops right. and all these reasons and Matt agrees with Kevin and they think that Jerry's the rat people my panel thinks that Jerry's the rat and I completely disagree and I just don't see it okay well what's your opinion on that I just I don't mean, it, it would make sense at this point who else could the rat possibly be it's Borowski it has to be Borowski but isn't that kind of like wouldn't that be a little too obvious because he's never. I mean, he's never really. He always seemed somewhat shady. Like you can't trust him anyway. Well, I think it's so got to be he's... either Borowski or it could be Alvarez. Hmm. Hmm. Because hmm. the reason I think sure. it's Borowski is because they set Borowski up could to be the rat when um, he Borowski killed the store clerk, right? And they said. Well, it looked like he was more trying to shut the guy up than so anything else. Borowski. It could be him. That's true because uh, yes, actually, it could be because they they laid that down and they forgot about it. And we haven't seen Borowski in two two and a half episodes, right? So it's like one of those things where we we're kind of forgetting about it, just like Va- Jax is forgetting about the rat. He actually directed a couple of episodes, I think. Oh yeah, so. Peter Weller's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. Um, so I really think it's Borowski. I don't see Jerry being the rat. Do you see Jerry possibly being the rat? Because after the scene I mean, with Chibs, I don't see it. Yeah, now that you mention, well, you uh, the wiles of a woman. I mean, I don't know. Like you know, Borowski is a good. That's a good theory. I can roll with you on that one. 
Because yeah. that the with the whole with the shops the shop store clerk guy, mm-hmm. that whole situation he shot him to shut him up. He definitely shot him to shut him up. And he's been MIA, so he might they we might see him again. Another theory is that didn't Tully know about the Asian thing? Tully could be the rat too. Tully working with Black. No, I mean, we already... he's not in law enforcement. Remember, Pope does have somebody from law enforcement. And where's Borowski from? Law enforcement. Yeah, he's from law enforcement. But where isn't he from? Is he from the? Yeah, Bay he area? was from up far. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I think so. That would make sense. It has to be the Jerry or Borowski, probably. I'm thinking Borowski. Um, that's what I think. Uh, you ready to go to predictions? I think we covered the whole episode. Oh, did we? Let's talk about Jackson, the stripper. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, not Winsome. The stripper, the, not stripper, the, the, the escort. call girl, the escort. So Jackson really cool. Winsome, we, we were introduced to Winsome an episode, two episodes ago. Yeah, she's looked a lot. We thought she was Tara when they were first. I thought like, it was like a dream sequence yeah. looking like Tara. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was focusing a lot on Jax's ass. <laughs> We didn't get to see as we didn't get to see as much as Winsome. <laughs> right. We were kind of all hoping for, but uh, no, nah, she looks a lot like Tara yeah, from different does. angles of the camera, playing it up to that. Yeah. So and he's feeling her. He's so definitely. He's, she's really feeling she's him. Really feeling him, right? They will reach <laughs> out for the kiss, like so. I I think uh, something might develop with that. Um, Is she gonna be my third mommy? Oh gosh, here you go. So is Gemma gonna kill a third mommy so I can be with first mommy? <laughs> you need to stop. And Mike, oh, Mike, gosh. Mike Tyson. Is, 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 well, you know is he gonna kill? Is he gonna kill second mommy to you, be with first mommy? You know it killed. You know it killed Wendy when she was like, "Oh, you know we can't. You know I'm glad we turned out to be friends." She was like, "Oh, dagger in the heart." Yeah, right? She wants to be back with him so friend bad. Zone. Right, friend zoned. But at least she gets to be around and you know yeah, right? help, help raise her kid. And at least the important. kid knows that she's his mom now. Yeah. I mean that's that's a huge development in their relationship. That is okay. So I think that was it. That was the only thing we didn't talk about with Jack- Jackson and. Uh, I keep waiting for them to pass the Grim Bastards in over to Sons of Anarchy. I think Sons. after this, we're probably going to get that next episode, Maybe which is so. going to be in. Which if Jackson still had a standing with the club, let's go into predictions right now. Yeah. If Jackson still had a standing with the club, patching in black members would not be that big of a deal because they'd be all in the up, up and up. Right. But the fact that Jax has caused this war, screwed over so many people, and then killed Jury, and everybody in the club is rippling throughout with a impeachment attitude towards Jax, as we're to assume, because of this, he didn't really have a re- very good reason for killing Jury. Yeah. Just calling him out as a rat and not having a club meeting or having mayhem for Jury. I think that's going to cause the Civil War. I think trying to patch over black could be the cause of the Civil War throughout Sons of Anarchy. It could be the last yeah, trial. They'll need, a, they'll need an excuse to start. They'll need some kind of excuse. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to that argument that he had with Jury, they'll never be able to prove. Either way. Uh, yeah. Refute what Jackson said simply because Jury's dead and they won't be able to. Get another side of the story, and basically what Jack said it goes like, "Well, this is what happened," and he pretty much admitted to being the rat. Blah 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 blah. So even though the new president knows that's not the case, there's no way he's gonna be able, he's gonna be able to prove that. Yeah. So they're they're gonna they're itching to wait for. If they patch him black, reason. I think that's gonna cause it though. I mean, Juice is black, <laughs> and and they have a Latin guy. 
Yeah. Who's not from the? He's not in the Mayans. Our guest from last week, right? Jacob Vargas. Yeah. So I mean, what's the big deal? They need the members anyway. They're low on numbers. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen next episode? We saw that Challenger Jackson, the Dodge Challenger, running from the cops. I'm not sure if that's going to happen next week. That might happen like a couple weeks from now. But I think that Jackson is definitely going to find out that they got the wrong guy uh, for Tara's murder by talking to Unser about it and finding that out. I think that's what's going to happen. You think he's going to come to the realization? realization that Gemma, for 100% certainty, was the one who killed Tara next episode? Mm, two episodes from now. Oh, really? Next episode? You think he's I think it has to next episode. How many episodes do we have left? We got three. No, two episodes from now. For the 100% certainty. Yeah. Okay, and then what about... Next, next week is the investigation. And then two, week, two weeks from now, they're going to find out. He's going to find out for sure, and he's going to figure out. In the last, the last episode will probably be the deliberation of whatever Jim's punishment is going to be, and that's going to be the end of it. What do you think, Jimmy Smith? Jimmy Smith is—he's, you know, things can go either way. He could either, you know, he's one of those guys that always tries to get out. And he's like, they suck me back in. He always tries to get out, but he can't get out. He's got all these other things. Like he's got this woman that's keeping him here. Uh, he's. I think it's one of those situations where he he's dreaming he he's dreaming about a lifestyle that's not going to happen. You know, he's 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 cuz he's too far in and he has too many skeletons in his past to allow him just to walk away scot free and something not happen. He might mess around and get killed trying to protect Gemma. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, it would suck, but I think that that very possibly could happen with him. All right. Well, Tell us what you guys think on iTunes by rating and commenting us five stars. Go into YouTube, check this video out, leave us a comment on there, and uh, give it a little thumbs up. We like those little thumbs ups. Um, and uh, Thaddeus, tell the fans where they can find you. You guys can find me on all social media at Club Thaddeus. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X, as well as doing the Sleepy Hollow After Show here as well. You can find Matt Lieberman on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, as well as all of his source-fed videos on YouTube at Matthew D. Lieberman, and you can find Kevin on Twitter at Undergaro, uh, U-N-D-E-R-G-A-R-O. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the After Show for Sons of Anarchy, Season 7, Episode 10, Faith and Despondency. We'll be with you guys next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Time for Season 7, Episode 11. Three episodes left, guys. Yes. For the series. It's going crazy. Done. I can't wait till the box set comes out so I can get them. See you next week. Peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 